the biggest thing you have to do is shut off technology. You have to go dark. And what I mean by that is you have to be quiet in your mind. Get away from people. We love being around people. We love talking. We love, we love parties. We love all that shit. It's okay to be alone. It's also okay to be unhappy. It's okay to be unhappy sometimes, man. It's okay to say, you know what, man? I'm up. So you gotta go to the truth first. Who are you? Get really accountable and say, okay, who am I? What's the truth about me? Get to that dark place in your mind. Figure out, it may take months, it may take years. Figure out your purpose. Figure out what you wanna be in life. And then from there, okay, I have my purpose. It may take a long time. No one knows their purpose because it's too loud. Find your purpose. From there, all right, you gotta start planning. People love the planning phase because it's very comfortable. Mm. And then from the planning phase, you gotta go to execution. So the execution phase will be all hate because that's where the real work begins and that's when the failure happens and the failure and the failure. So, but you know, that's, that, that's kind of how you have to do it because every day is a battle. Every day is a battle because your mind wants to choose the path of least resistance every day. But you don't become better by, by ever doing that. Mm. You become normal and I don't want to be normal. Mm. So it may not be a life for everybody, but I find a lot of peace in not being normal in my life. Welcome back to episode 213 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. Everything you hear in this podcast episode is non-commercial, fair use, creative commons license. So I selected a couple of clips from David Goggins uh, to listen today, for us to listen to today, and uh, I chose them specifically. I went through a good amount of Goggins' uh, talk and really pulled, selected these two little clips out just because of the impact it had in a short amount of time that really conveyed his message. So again, his message, David Goggins' message is very powerful, man, and very effective, and I'm, I, I see a lot in the time that we're in right now. So today is February 9th, 2024. I see a lot of people now in a normal time, if everything is going good and the economy is great and everybody's living the way they need to live and whatever to, to varying degrees, that's fine. You know, you could talk about a lot of different things and, uh, uh, what do you call it, unicorns and whatever you want to talk about. I, I, I get it. But it, it, it's funny, you know, not that you got to focus on, you know, negative things or bad news or self-criticism or restructuring the whole planet, you know, whatever, whatever, however far you want to take this. But I literally hear a lot of podcasters getting into, and I'm going to use it again because it's the one I hear over and over again, uh, Taylor Swift right? How tw Taylor Swift is demonic and how um, Cat Williams and how, you know, Kanye West and who cares, man? You know, if you want to entertain yourself and you're scrolling on Instagram and you come across a clip of Cat Williams and he's talking craziness, which he does, which I think Cat Williams is one of the funniest dudes out there, but I don't know. That's cool. But I mean, to dwell on that and put that out there as your message or to get into like the third level of the Orwellian slash Crowleyan dynasty, whatever the hell these people are talking about. I mean, I, I just don't get it. It doesn't feed you. 
I really don't see it as entertaining because a lot of the stuff they're talking about is demonic. So really, the time that we're in right now is a time to get into things that are going to affect change in our lives collectively, individually and collectively, you know. So it's important that you, again, in my last episode, I, I said it's time to put away the childish things and assume your position, you know, as a man or as a woman, how, however it may be. So, yeah, last couple of episodes I've been putting out are kind of serious, but we're living in a very serious time right now. So it's funny, I was, uh, actually this episode, I was going to upload a clip of Tucker Carlson, and as a matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the episode that it is because when I went to pull it up, I had to sign in to YouTube, and it was blocking me from watching this episode. But I'm it, the episode is the, or the Tucker Carlson talk. I'll I'll tell you right now. Titled Tucker Carlson, this is what the collapse of civilization looks like. Uh, so you sign in, and it's gonna you know. It's going to say age restricted. You got to sign in and everything like that is definitely worth watching. It's kind of dark, but it's what's going on right now. So I've really concluded now I'm looking at this that, you know, years ago, everybody was like, oh, you're so crazy about the inoculations and about all of these things that are taking place, especially back then in, in the early 2020, everything that was going on. I don't. I don't, I'm shadow banned as it is, so there's certain keywords I don't want to say, but you could read between the lines of everything that was going on with that whole mission thing, as you know. If you have eyes to see, as Jesus said in the Gospels, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, then you'll see plainly what's going on in front of us. And in addition to that, again, I keep repeating it, but it's the truth. It's like I, I'm seeing all of humanity beginning to wake up with all of the farmers protesting in Europe. I, I think it's Holland and, and France. And they're really, I think they're affecting change in that. I think they're starting to change the laws over there. Look, these these people are unelected and they're running our lives and they're going to basically hurt us into FEMA camps, man, and have us eating the bugs. As uh, our friend uh, Darth Vader, we all know who I'm talking about, has planned for us, so... It's a very serious time that we're in and it's time to forget about the unicorns and the rainbows and time to focus on affecting change in our life and uh, protecting our family and taking taking all of this very seriously, man, providing for our family. So we're going to jump into this episode and uh, yeah, let's get into it. The biggest thing you have to do is shut off technology. You have to go dark. It's also okay to be unhappy sometimes. You must figure out your purpose, and then you have to design your plan. I believe the reason why David Goggins' message is so strong, so powerful, and so many people draw from his wisdom, his knowledge, his experience, and draw from it to change and convert their lives over from failure to success, is because David Goggins did not learn any of this from a textbook or from a course or from a YouTube video that he watched. This man, you know, I guess he was 300 pounds and spraying for cockroaches in his house and he was illiterate. Dad used to beat him and, you know, pretty bad poverty that he grew up in and had no one there to help him. And I kind of looked into it and I said to myself, well, this guy, the steps that he took, obviously he was illiterate, so that pretty much closed off all the paths except for maybe music industry or entertainment or something like that and he was not an entertainer 
So he looked at it and he said, you know, my only path is really going to be through the military, even though I don't agree with military. But, you know, in some instances, if you're in poverty and something, it's your only path, then it is what it is. You know, you, you, you go on that path to provide for your family. You know, it doesn't mean you're out there shooting and killing people and children. But, I mean, you get in the military to provide for your family, basically, as a job. So this logically when you look at it was the only path he could have taken really for the most part legal path was the military because of the fact of his limitations right but then again now the man is 300 pounds which is a a limitation for him to get into the military but that was a challenge that he was able to deal with so the pureness of of um his philosophy and his logic because like i said in order for a philosophy to be considered a, a true philosophy or a true pathway is, as I said before, it has to be what I call battle-tested. That's why I like so much or I follow so much Miyamoto Musashi, the Book of Five Rings, and a lot of the samurai philosophy because of the fact that at that time in feudal Japan, if your philosophy was off or wrong or missing, you were dead. So it was a philosophy that was making the determination between life and death, hence battle-tested philosophy. And in David Goggins' case, it's also battle-tested in that the path that he chose, the choices that he made, his reasoning, his planning, and everything connected with him going from being a failure to a success, all of that came from him relying on himself, figuring it out, and then executing upon that. In other words, but taking the hard path, losing all that weight, uh, going from illiterate to passing a test to get into the military, it's deep. So I could understand and I could really see why um, he has impacted so many different people's lives. And some of my highest uh, rated episodes that I've put out before were with David Goggins, and those would be episode... 61 and episode 209 and he really embodies uh what i speak on all the time which is you know forget about your feelings turn off the technology face what your challenges really are and make a concerted decision or make a single-minded vision decision on what you're going to do to affect change in your life right this guy runs 100 mile marathons i mean this guy's this guy's insane this when god made him he broke the mold man this guy again i could see why he inspires so many different people so i put together a couple of clips of david goggins motivational clips for you to listen to and pay very close attention to these because this is something you're going to want to listen to a couple of times over uh to let it really sink in and pay very close attention to what this man says because the knowledge that he's bringing to the table is really life-changing so let's get into this uh these two clips of david goggins i do want to thank you guys for listening praise yeshua hamashiach's name praise jesus christ's name and let's get into it Your brain is the most powerful weapon in the world. Once you put away your phones and your computers and all that we have nowadays, yeah, it's great. We're up to date, we, you know, you, but your brain, 
is the only thing you have when you're going through depression, when, you, when you're going through hard times, you're going through death, real life sh You can't Google that, man. You're alone. You're alone. You may have a shrink you're going to, you may have a best friend you're going to, but there's 24 hours in the day where you're alone in this brain and your brain is talking to you in all kinds of ways and it wants to control you and pull you in these different pockets. If you can't control your own brain and your brain controls you, you're f You gotta tell your brain where you wanna go and how you wanna go and how you wanna get there. You gotta control it. If not, it's over. What existed for me was okay, man, how am I gonna make this work? And, I, and all I knew back then was hard work. The only way anything gets accomplished, that's all I heard back in those days. You gotta work hard. You gotta work hard. I'm not getting how to, I can't get this paragraph. I can't remember what the f in this paragraph to pass this test to get in the military. Read again. Still not getting it, read again. But if you're not getting it, write it out. And that's how I started learning. Okay, well, I can't, I gotta write out everything I do and then write it out again, and write it out again. And guess what happened? I got it, I got it. I can't swim, I'm negative buoyant. Go back again, I can't swim. Go back again, go back again, go back again. I got it. I realized if I keep going back and going back and going back until the sh just becomes, your mind was safe. Okay, we're gonna figure it out because he is not going to stop. It's not like, I'm gonna try one more time. No, I'm gonna, it's just like, alarm clock goes off, boop, we're going back. I can't read right, we're going back. I gave myself no way out, and my mind realized that. They said, okay, we're gonna adapt and overcome now. Like, a lot of people say, trying hard. They, your mind knows, man. It knows this guy's bull man this guy's lying there's no truth behind it when I was in Navy SEAL training people go how were you there for 18 months the program was only six months long you were in three hell weeks in one year no one's ever done that how did you do that I talk about the new norm when I lived in a seven dollar a month place when I was growing up for a short period of time I loved it I didn't know any, I, I didn't know any different that was my norm once we moved out of that place we moved to a 236 dollar a month place I was like, I never want to go back to that little piece of shit. But if you go back to that $7 a month place and you realize this is where I live, this is all I got, your mind says, Roger that, this is home. So when I was going through Navy SEAL training for 18 months and going back through all the hard parts over and over again, I told myself after the first time, I knew it was gonna be a long journey there. My body was breaking down. It was, it was just how it was going on. I said, you know what, this is my new norm. So my mind said, it's like going to work. Like you go to work, you put your suit and tie on, I go into suffering every day. Every day suffering, being broken, duct taping my feet up, stress fractures, shin splints, being broken. This is my new norm. And your mind says, if we're not broken, this ain't normal. We gotta be broken. So then your mind starts to get tougher and tougher and more cows. People go, how, how did you run on broken feet? Broken, broken shins. My mind knew this is how we operate. We're in, we're in Navy SEAL training. This is what we are. I became hell. 
and that became my new norm. I gave myself no way out. There was nothing outside these walls of hell, nothing. I became, I love God, but for a short period of time, I became the devil because that was hell. I became, I became the boss, the owner, the CEO of Navy SEAL training. That was my mindset. And that's how you get through things. You put yourself, you immerse yourself wherever it is, and you become that. You become that and give yourself no way out. When I was 297 pounds and I was fat as hell trying to be a Navy SEAL, the scariest thing in the world to me, even to this day, was that that could have been the rest of my life. I thought then I was trying hard. That's the scariest thing in the world. I thought then, 297 pound, working for Ecolab, spraying for cockroaches, making $1,000 a month. I thought that was me at my 100% potential. Come to find out, a few years later, I wasn't anywhere near that. 106 pounds less, graduated Navy SEAL training, went on to do all these other things. Looking back on that, that was me trying hard. That's why people gotta understand what is in us, we have no idea until we start trying hard. And I mean really trying hard, where you're obsessed with, hey, this is my new norm. My new norm is that, wow, this isn't always fun. It's not always meant to be fun. And that's when you know you're trying hard. People hear my story and think this guy is sadistic. I realize how the, how the brain works. I figured out how the brain works. I, I'm a scared kid and that's what gives me so much power. I had no foundation and I built this off of just researching the mind. The feeling you get is basically invincibility. You realize that you can't do it all the time. When you need to do it, I know I can go to a place that I can live in. And when you know that you can run on broken legs and you can do certain things that a lot of people can do, but they're not willing to do, this power, this sympathetic nervous system of fight or flight and you're fighting, it, it gives you this charge of energy of when you're sitting there at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning and you're duct taping your feet up because they're broken and you're doing it by yourself and you're going through arguably one of the hardest training in the world. And these guys, most of them are healthy and you're going through it broken and you are at a disadvantage, but you're still there. You can feed into that and tap into that for a lot of power. But if you look at it, well, I'm broken, man. Like I'm not gonna make it. But if you look at it as, man, I'm broken and I'm still here and I'm fighting and I'm gonna find a way to get through this because I have no other place to go. It gives you a lot of power. When things start to suck really, really bad, my brain and a lot of people's brain, they, they don't go to your dad beating you up. Your brain says, we gotta get the out of here. This is miserable. So anger goes away a lot of times when you're suffering because your brain just says, we gotta run. We gotta go. So that anger is not popping up saying, oh, I'm gonna show them. I'm gonna show those people. No, there has to be a much deeper. When I say deeper, it has to be down to mineral, mineral soil. 
It has to be down to that nice mineral soil where nothing can burn. You can't burn dirt. So it has to be down that low that literally is something in you that's at the core of your soul. And, but, you, but you don't find it unless you spend a lot of time with what you want to be in life. You, I, I can't give that to you. Right. You can't give it to somebody. When, when you find your true passion in life, and my passion for me was like, oh, I want to be, I can give Navy SEALs, Army, I don't give a shit. I want to serve my country. I cared about, I want to be someone that I'm proud of. I want to look at myself in the mirror because I was so disappointed. That accountability mirror I talk about, I was so disappointed in what I saw every day. I wanted everybody to love David Goggins. And a lot of people did. I didn't love myself. But I knew a lot of us want to find peace first. So people say, man, you always talk about this suffering and pain and sh I'm at peace right now because I went through that. You don't find peace first. If you do, Merry Christmas, more power to you. More power to you. I found peace on the opposite end of finding myself. And no one really finds himself without going through trials, tribulations, suffering, accountability. And accountability is suffering. Being accountable every day for doing right for yourself, for the people next to you, it's miserable, it's hard. So, you know, even the smallest details. The things I don't enjoy, that I still do, that's where growth is at. Mm. And that's, for me, the only place growth is at mm. is in that uncomfortable zone. So you wanna be normal. So you just wanna be like everybody else that roams the world, not knowing the power that's in them. Being fine with being mediocre. You wanna go back to who you were, huh, David? I'm like, that, man. I want my mind to know who's in charge. So for the better part of 26 years, my mind was in charge of me, which is why I made all these horrible decisions. But once you take control of your mind, you start making decisions for yourself versus your mind making decisions for you. So basically, a lot of us aren't prepared for life. We get up willy-nilly and it's hope life is gonna happen. It is gonna happen, but it's gonna happen with a prepared mind or an unprepared mind. Most people attack life with an unprepared mind. What I do is I try to account for all things that could happen, might happen, probably will happen, and then the unknowns. So basically, I can't account for everything, but I do know there could be some things that come up in life that you need to be ready for. I know for a fact I'm not gonna wanna work out tomorrow. Therefore, I'm preparing my mind for that. Mm. I don't wanna do that. I know tomorrow will come with some difficult decisions to make. It may come with getting a phone call saying someone died. This happened, that happened. I'm always preparing myself, not in a morbid way, but just like, look man, be ready for life. Mm. Don't let life just start attacking you left and right. Make sure that you start to build a mental armor so then you're ready for life. And that comes with a very physical way and the physical helps out to mental. I realized at a young age how to change myself was through discipline. And the military didn't teach me that. It was something I realized I had zero discipline, zero self-discipline. And I realized I have to start developing this. 
And I started really because I was horrible at reading and I was horrible at writing. I have so many learning disabilities, it's not even funny. So I just sit down at the table and spend so much time in this reading and writing and, and learning. And that kind of translated over to my self-discipline with, with uh, working out. So that's where it started. I started when I was about 16 years old and said, well, I'm a fourth grade reading level. You know, let me go ahead now and start really uh, focusing because I'm not gonna get in the military because I gotta pass the test. Yeah. So that's where it started for me. It's more important to, to own your weaknesses. You got to really triple down on those, man. Because why? You wanna become a full human being. We like to run away from weaknesses. Like for instance, if you're good at running, all you wanna do is run. Mm. If you're great at reading, you have several books. But we don't do those things that we're not good at. So for me, I realized, man, like I keep on running away from these things I'm not good at. I have to dive into these things. I have to become one with these things, and that's what happened. And so I, I, I own them both, yeah. and I talk very openly about them both. I see a whole bunch of people walking around out here who have no idea how talented they truly are. Now I'm talking about talent, like some God-given ability. Talent that sometimes you have to hone, and you have to work on, mm. and you have to harness yourself. And they just walk around just on their phones, just clueless to how powerful they are. The biggest thing you have to do is shut off technology. You have to go dark. And what I mean by that is you have to be quiet in your mind. Get away from people. We love being around people. We love talking. We love, we love parties. We love all that It's okay to be alone. It's also okay to be unhappy. It's okay to be unhappy sometimes, man. It's okay to say, you know what, man? I'm up. So you gotta go to the truth first. Who are you? Get really accountable and say, okay, who am I? What's the truth about me? Get to that dark place in your mind. Figure out, it may take months, it may take years. Figure out your purpose. Figure out what you want to be in life. And then from there, okay, I have my purpose. It may take a long time. No one knows their purpose because it's too loud. Find your purpose. From there, all right, you got to start planning. People love the planning phase because it's very comfortable. Mm. And then from the planning phase, you gotta go to execution. So the execution phase where we all hate because that's where the real work begins and that's when the failure happens and the failure and the failure. So, but you know, that's, that, that's kind of how you have to do it because every day is a battle. Every day is a battle because your mind wants to choose the path of least resistance every day. But you don't become better by, by ever doing that. Mm. You become normal and I don't want to be normal. Mm. So, it may not be a life for everybody, but I find a lot of peace in not being normal in my life. So if you could define happiness for you, what would that be? It's overcoming yourself at all costs, whatever that takes. Mm. To be at the point of your life where you don't care about being judged, you can be in a room of a million people and they all hate you, and you walk in and you go like this. Because, not because you're angry at them, because you know yourself inside and out and you know that you've put yourself to hell to be where you're at today. Mm. You've walked the walk, you've talked the talk, and you've walked the walk. And that's to me what it's all about. Mm. It's all about putting those boots on the ground and getting after it every day. And once you do that, you have a feeling about yourself that no one can ever take away or even understand. Life is always giving you a test, trying to give you a way out, trying to give you an excuse not to show up. You gotta have the mentality to show up every day of your life. No matter what life throws at you, 
It's our responsibility to show it to the Coliseum of life. Life beat me the f up bad. Mm. I mean, I was uh, knocked out in the 12th round of a, of a 15 round, you know, heavyweight bout. I was knocked out. But what happened was in the 12th round, when the challenger turned his back on me, I was getting up. And I got up and won the next three rounds and knocked that motherfucker out in the 15th round. So that's my mind about can't hurt me. I was hurt, man. Like literally, I had to overcome so much those first 26 years of my life. And I still do every day today. You know, it's not over. But the mentality of can't hurt me is just that. No matter what's in front of you, man, you have to face, you have to confront, you have to overcome and move forward. Mm. So my father, you know, some of the kids that bullied me, my learning disabilities, all these things I went through in life, stuttering, you know, has so many different issues, failing and failing and failing, I'd overcome them or they would have overcame mm. me. I was able to look at my childhood and how I grew up as the ultimate training ground for my life. Someone, there has to be some people in this planet Earth who have my mentality. Mm. As gross as it is to some people, and as far off as it is and not understood, there has to be some people like me on this planet Earth. Has to be some warriors out there that are able to take this mindset and do something with it. So that right there, once you are able to look at your life and realize that all these bad things are actually the ultimate training ground for what you're going to you know, encounter in life, you start looking at your past very differently. I'm still examining human potential. How far can the mind go? How far can we go as human beings? But it's amazing that once you get control of that thing, how far you can go. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My link tree is alphamalebuddhistpod. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. I also have a Telegram account and a YouTube account. Again, everything you'll see it in my link tree, which is alphamalebuddhistpod.